Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. LPN Deep Dives presents A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. Um, yeah, so... I wanted to tell you that I was dressed as Lanthus as a man today. I love it. You look very pretty, which I think is Thank you. correct for Lanthus. Thank you. Although you did point out that he is supposed to be nude. Yeah, and I do appreciate that you did put clothes on today. Thank you. I, you know, I thought about not. I was like, what if I, man, what a way to show up. I would really surprise her if I was just sitting here nude. Poor Ryan is just like, I'm trying to be respectful, but I don't know if I'm supposed to look at her or not. I think it would cause a lot of HR conversations to Probably. happen. It would be like a whole thing. But I would be being true to the text. And which is way more important. Especially with what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, but I will say mostly I dress up as this because when I was uh, reading what Lanthus looked like as a man, it kind of made me think of Legolas. And um, we are currently, we just rewatched Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring Extended. Edition. I'm surprised your husband will allow you to watch that. You know, I I looked at him with Bambi eyes and I was like, I haven't seen it in so long mm. and I don't have the time to watch it by myself. And he loves baby talk. I Man, bet. if there is anything that gets him to just drop what he's doing, take his pants off. And he was like, what next? I mean, it must have been like he must have felt like Cassie and whenever she's dancing. Eris. Oh yeah, I was yeah. thinking. I was I was feeling a lot just, of these like, vibes. Because you're dancing along. Oh yeah, Legolas. You're here with it, but also like, I, he, like at one point Jeff had to pause it. He's like, I feel like I can hear you panting over Aragorn and Legolas right now, and I was like, Yeah, they like created such a spectrum for me of what I wanted when it came to dating specifically men. That like that's what I wanted. I wanted one of them. Did you, does everybody does the audience know of this show that you have a you had a life sized uh, cutout of Legolas in your room and you I would it? be surprised if I haven't talked about this mm. on it but I loved 
Legolas. And now like, you are him. And now I am him, and I am, and I said, yeah, Jeff, you're Aragorn. And he laughed, I think, for three minutes straight. <laughs> and he said, I think that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me, but I'm pretty sure I'm not Aragorn. Oh, come on. Uh, I'm sorry, this is probably too much Lord of the Rings conversation yeah. up top. I know that lots of people couldn't give an H, but I'm just saying... Go back, rewatch them thirsty, and it will give you what you crave. Even the ants. Even the who? The trees. The trees made yeah, you horny? Tree beard. Yeah, tree beard made me horny. What? Yeah, How? Man. Lord of the Rings was a very horny experience for me. Wow. I don't even. Yeah. There's. They're so. They're Is so. They're big? Yeah, they're so big mm. and they're so wise. Oh, the wise. The wiseness. <laughs> I see. Well, yeah, it's like I mean, having sex with an owl. You wouldn't have sex with an owl if the owl became a man and w- was consenting. I guess if the owl transformed into a man, but otherwise, no, I'm not going to have sex with an owl. Mostly because I think they can rip your throat out really. Yeah, easily. hell yeah, that's part of the fun, part of the thrill. <laughs> well, yeah, you're do- you're you're dressed great today, and I am uh, doing a thing today that I haven't really done on the show, which is I I already asked you all to read to chapter fifty eight. Uh, so I'm going to start it today, but not finish the chapter Hell um, yeah. on the sheer selfish premise that I wanted to wear this gown today, this to a show that's predominantly only listened to. I got in a full gown because of what happens in the, the chapter, but I could, there's so much in that chapter. I was like, well, I'm not finishing it. I don't care. I want to wear this gown today. You look great. Put it on. You look absolutely fabulous. Even if we hadn't gotten to it, like I think that you can still just look this gorge all the oh, time. Thank you. You just look so good. I feel like I, I look like the um, cover from the, um, from the whole album. With the, Whoa. Oh, <laughs> yes, you do. Um, which... I think, yeah, I think you just, like... I never went to prom, so I guess this is my, my moment. This is your prom. This is today. This, today is Natalie's prom, and we should be celebrating her today. Am I going to lose my virginity? I don't know what's going to happen. You're going to have to ask your husband. I don't know what you guys do behind closed doors. I'm just a sister. <laughs> That's true. All right. I'll talk to him. I think that I'll he might want to... Tonight's the night. It could be tonight. I know that I'm sure he's been waiting. What is this, a soul to keep? Sorry, other book I'm reading. Smut, though. Really? A soul to keep, oh, wait, yeah. you've already told me this book. Yeah, the Duskwalker. He's got bone face. He's got a bone face. But he won't... He won't oh, put yes, it, the bone face. He won't yeah, put it inside of her unless she's, like, begging for it. Oh, okay. Like, he wants her to really want it. Mm. And not just be like, oh, but I want to get you off, too. Hmm. So it's all about her pleasure, which is why everybody likes this book so much. I see, I see. I'm getting, I'm picking up what everybody's putting down. Hmm. I see, I see what's happening here. And I'm here for it. She's got to get bathed in oils to protect her from the demons twice a day. All right, we're not the only there. one that can bathe her. We're not there in this weird <laughs> skeleton land. So many books to read There's about just sex. So much smut. There's just so I I I'm like drowning in it in the best way possible. I feel like like I'm just getting slapped in the face with like just big old biddies. You know what I mean? I'm going yay 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 yay. I don't know whether I should congratulate Jeff or try to console him. I'm not sure what's <laughs> what's going on for him here. He's doing fine. He understands the days when I'm when I'm reading the book and he's like, all right. I I I give myself to you, and I say thank you, and I'm dressed as Legolas, and he's like, do you have to be dressed as Legolas? And I'm like, ooh, it's kind of part of it. Right. It's okay. You're allowed. I don't bring Legolas into the bedroom. Don't worry. 
That was specifically asked. Not since you were a kid. Not to, no, no. I mean, that legless, yes, I did kiss it until the mouth literally fell apart because it was cardboard. And you shouldn't tongue cardboard. Mm. You learned it here first. Okay. Well, now we know. I wish that you had it just to see the whole worst mouth. I'm so upset. that my, I can't believe my mother got rid of it. I was like, how could you get rid of it? And she's like, there was a hole in it, Jackie. I didn't think you wanted it anymore. And I was like, ah. You didn't think, yeah, there's a hole in the mouth where I used to kiss him. You don't think I wanted to put that in my kid's bedroom someday? <laughs> also, it's I, it's cardboard, so it probably kind of started to rot. It probably was falling apart. Yeah, it most likely was falling what apart. What a nightmare thing to put in your child's bedroom. <laughs> Just wet at the mouth. Oh, can you imagine? It's worse than a clown doll. It, there's a lot of worse things you could, you think you could find inside of your, your kid's bedroom, but you probably don't find. Yep. And that's not one of them. But I'm just saying, maybe give your kid... I got it at, like, uh, you remember how CD stores used to sell cutouts of, like, oh, yeah. all the fictional characters? Yeah. I remember a friend of mine had uh, had George W. Bush... Why? Yeah. Yeah, From a wanted... CD store? Yeah, there was a cutout of George W. Bush, and she was in. She had a George W. Bush fan club. What? I went to a conservative high school, guys. I don't know if I've ever told you that I grew up in Florida. What? She had a, <laughs> oh. she had a George W. What Bush fan club. What child was a fan of W? 16 years old. Loved oh. him so much. She had a cardboard cutout of That him. is, uh, where is she today? Flight attendant. January 6th? I don't know. I don't know where she was on January 6th. I don't know where she was on January 6th. Um, all right. So. <laughs> the glories of Facebook. I know what she's doing now. Ah, uh, yes. So uh, I wanted to also say real quick, uh, thank you for the many of you who wrote in to remind me that SJM references the mountain range that inspired Nesta's hike in her acknowledgments. Oh, that's, hell yeah. I was trying to recall when we were talking about yes, it. Yes, I remember. And it is a... It is an area called the Mahu Wenua in New Zealand. Oh, it's like a it's like a conserv- conservation resort that you can go to. And I'm I like, want to go. I know. Right? Let's go. Put it in my my list of places to go. But do you call it your bucket list, or do you call it your fuck it list? I call it neither. Oh, <laughs> because I'm not I'm not like necessarily wanting to equate it to my impending death. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but that's why it could be your bucket list. Would, Would I just cool? abandon everything? <laughs> yes. Okay. When you finally flee and just go, the, you know, be wild, like when you go in your, through your wild phase, which I'm sure is going to happen. I don't want to go through another one. It's very, it's very tiring. That's what 45 is. To do drugs all yeah. day. You have to go. No, really no. Like, like a Reese Witherspoon wild. Like oh. you go and you have to like wear no makeup. What? No ball gowns. And no. you just like put on your hiking boots and feel the rock. I just got into my ball gown face. What if I hike in the ball gown? Honestly, it would be badass. And I bet Nesta could do it. So if Nesta could do it, I bet you could do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to go my Nesta journey. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is the, an area of New Zealand if you guys ever want to look that up. And that's where she um, says that she got the inspiration for that mountain range where they were hiking. Sick. So, oh my God. And you could. Sorry, I don't want to talk about you having sex with my... All right. Natalie, if you were to go on said, you know, uh, foray, I would hope that maybe you could recur some of the scenes that happen in this with someone that you meet on the way. Maybe a bear that turns into a man. (laughs) Are you telling me to cheat on your brother? I'm just saying what happens on the journey stays on the journey. 
And if the bear turned into a man. Okay, so it has to be a creature that t- transforms into a man. That was like following you, but helping you. Okay. Like supporting you along the way. And you're like, I don't need your help. I think that's fair if there is a creature that turns into a person, like transforms, that it's okay to have sex with them. If you think you're you're never going to see Henry ever again. But I mean, even in just general, I think any of us, if we come across like a a transformed animal, you can have sex with them. I I have said this, if I have the opportunity to have sex with a ghost, I told Jeff that I'm going to, Mm -hmm. and I hope that that's okay with him. Like that's, I don't have like a celebrity pass. I don't have any of those things. My only pass is that if I have the opportunity to have sex with a ghost, I'm going to have sex with Mm -hmm. a ghost. And he understands this. He understands it. That's more to do with my fuck it list. (laughs) Which I don't call it that, but I think upsettingly, in a a live, laugh, love way, I feel like I need to start calling it my fuck it list. I do have fuck it tattooed on the inside of my mouth. See, this? (laughs) you already have a fuck it list, and it's on your lips. It's on my face. Um, We are with Cassian at the start of chapter 54, and he is preparing to die because they are under the they're under the mountain in the prison. And uh, he basically is trying to distract old Lanthus here. So Ah, I'm nude. Not yet. You're missed. All right. I'm missed. I'm missed. Right. He likes to be missed more than anything. We know this. Mm -hmm. It makes you harder to stab at, apparently. Uh, Gaseous state and all. He'll do anything, basically, to get Nesta away from here. This is a nightmare from Cassian's past. Oh. You know, and, and Lanthus remembers him, remembers, like, the entire process of Cassian trapping him in this prison. And he laughs and calls him Lord of Bastards. I'm bad. Which actually, good nickname. Thanks a lot, Lance. I appreciate it. Lord of yeah, Bastards. Yeah, he's the cool. head of the Bastards. That's a fun name. But they know. But also, can you imagine like being like, I went through something that was the worst thing ever in my many hundreds of years, and then having to experience it again? No, especially with your love, oh, your lady love. love. Because if you'll recall, Cassian had tricked him into a mirror to get him into the cell, which might have been inspired by the story. Might have been inspired maybe by Narcissus, which is you know just based on the way SJM writes his appearance. He kind of mm. sounds like that. That mythological character. Mixed with Legolas, yeah. Mixed with Legolas, right, of course. I do imagine she is a Lord of the Rings fan. She seems to love epic fantasy. I, I, how could you not be? Right? If you're writing amazing books like this, how could you? I, I'm at least like, even if she's not a stan per se, she has to at least have read it. I'm sure. Well, we'll just continue to, to imagine him as Legolas. All right? So, all right? The crows, they fly. You need to start saying things like that. I need to be more mysterious. Yeah, I was going to tell you that. The wind, it picks up and is going faster. Thank you. Thank you so much (laughs) for that. And that works into your almost meteorologist future. Yes, thank you very much. I need to know a lot more about crows if I want to be Legolas. Like, I feel like he well, yeah. really listens to the crows. They don't have meteorology there, so you'd have to learn about crow, crow weather. Crow magic. Mm. Yeah. Um... So the way that she describes him does remind me of, like, the Narcissus myth. But at first, he's still in this mist form in his cell. He laughs at Cassian again, telling him that he's a true immortal, not like you, stupid Cassian. The two centuries in this cell is nothing to old Lanthus. I mean, yeah, he's just been sitting there thinking about him. It's like, uh, take a picture, it'll last longer. Yeah. And I guess if he's been alive for this long, like, it's just been, like, three days for him in this cell, you know? 
Ugh, you could yeah. never beat Lanthus. Man, it's just like Green Mile all over again. It's like, do you want to live that long? I don't know. I don't know. Just jingles. Nope. Cassian doesn't care for his posturing, but he engages in this conversation in order to buy time for Nesta to run. As he talks, he tries to give Nesta cues with his foot, pushing her to run away. But she's frozen beside him in fear. Cassian realizes in that moment that when Nesta struck the harp cord, that it had released all the nearby wards. No! So in order for them to get out of that room, she accidentally opened up. She didn't hit the cord, correct? Uh, I guess you got to learn. Did it right, though? Maybe like too much. Like she needed to know how to like pull back just a little, little bit. Peek. Yeah, just a little bloop. Um, so now the wards around them have opened, and at least it didn't open all the doors in the prison like it would cabin in the woods. Oh my god, we rewatched that over Halloween, and Cabin in the Woods holds up. Oh, I love up. that movie. And I remember seeing that movie in the theater because I didn't know anything about it. I yeah. saw it the second day, and I was so surprised. And you don't know anything about Cabin in the Woods. Don't just look it up. Just like it. watch it. Just watch it's it. So fun. It's great. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Come on. But Cassian knows something of Lanthus and sees a window of opportunity, his vanity. I am but so beautiful. How could you not be staring at yourself all day? Look at me. I even put rouge upon my chin beard. I see that. You've been doing a great job with the makeup. Thank you. I mean, you can't really see it, but I put in a little, I tried to create a jawline and I tried to create this and I even put in a little butt chin. I think it's good. It's subtle though, but that's good. It doesn't look like stage makeup. Thank you. Thank you. Subtle. Oh, you can see if I do that. Oh yeah, look at my butt chin. Oh, Mm. butt chin. Uh, mm. Hmm. Sorry, put me in Greenland. Um, What's his name? What's that butt chin's name? I forget. Yeah. He's hot. Yeah. Gerard? Gerard. Butler. But, but Thank face. you. Gerard butt butt face. face. Come on. Leaving it on the table. Um, He's very attractive. He's white. <laughs> it's just funny to call him a butt face when he's technically a very attractive man who does not have a butt face. He's fine. I think we're not wounding him too deeply. I don't. I just don't want to wound, you know. So he challenges Lanthus to reveal his handsome form. Lanthus bites. Is that what your companion prefers? Oh, my God. He's like the dodo bird in Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) (laughs) Lanthus is sniffing around Nesta, clearly intrigued by her. He asks what she is. A terrified Nesta gets out that she's a witch from Urit. Cassian thinks that he needs to get Lanthus on the other side of Nesta so that he can push her towards the pathway out. Lanthus is lamenting over Cassian's smell all over Nesta. Oh, they all can smell so well. They can. So annoying. I guess you just get used to it if you just were like born that way. But then, like, why do you talk about it all day? Like, I feel like then you wouldn't you like like back in the day when nobody could shower. It's like, well, everybody stank, so like you didn't even really notice it. I guess so, but I don't know if they necessarily always say it's bad to them. I think it's an insult if they say you smell bad, but I don't know if it actually does smell that bad to them. Oh, okay. Just, you just pick up on the scent of it. Yeah, and you want to make them feel bad, and you're like, gross. You smell like farts. You make fuck, <laughs> and you make farts on each other. So he's sort of like fucking with Cassie and being like, oh, this lady's hot, but she smells like your balls. And then he notes in that moment that he's also aware that the harp was right next to him this whole time. So Lanthus alludes to having known of it before he was captured as well. This is a known made object. 
He expands our knowledge of it as he speaks, saying that all things bow to the harp, kingdoms, the order of time and worlds. Man, that sounds like too much responsibility. Yeah, and you'd think if it was like that crazy, like it wouldn't just be in. I know that like he's in with the other really, really bad things in this cell, but you'd think it would be separate. Like keep it really, really separate like they did with all the other things. I guess because a lot of people didn't know it was there. Yeah, so it was easier to hide since it was like almost like hiding it in plain prison sight. Yeah, I think Mm. so. Yeah, because, you, you know, you just look over it. It's like a little piece of the wall. You're just like, well, nothing would be in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. But I, to me, it's it's the concept of it's a harp. What if you accidentally plinged it? Oh, God. Where'd Don't you end up? Even. You know? I mean, you can go anywhere, I guess. You just end up in the middle of the sky? Just, like, fall. Well, because, like, even at this point, like, they still don't even know necessarily what it does, right? Like, it's like, no. you know that it opened up these wards, but, like, why did it open up the wards, wards as a control metal? Like, I feel like at this point, I'd be like, what the hell does it do, though? Yeah, that's why I'd be too scared to hold it. Yeah, I'd be so scared. That's scarier to me than a sword, because if you touch the string... You don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, if I touch a sword, I know I'm going to bleed. You have to, like, hold it, like, with your, like, hold it, like, pinching the, the tip of it. Just be like, <laughs> Cassian continues to placate Lanthus. And you fairies are all blind to your own selves. Lanthus crooned, circling again, and Cassian readied his blade. Based upon scent alone, I would say that you two are. Cassian released Nesta's hand and lunged forward, spearing his blade into the mist before Lanthus could say one more damning word. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What was he about to say? What was he going to say? What did he know about the two of them that he was about to say? I'm so wise. Fuck me like an owl turned into a man. Are you just gazing at yourself? Yes, I am. Well... I'm happy for you. This yes, is a good day I for you. Am. I want to choke on your hair, Legolas. Imagine all of this. Like, get it out of the way. Yeah, I'd probably get it sucked in the throat a yeah, little bit. Although my hair's long. I don't know. I guess I can't really say anything. Yeah. I'm just saying with the two long hair, like both of us just like entwined with each other. Oh, you'd get like tied up together yeah. and turn into a rat king? Yeah, and then we'd kiss until we die. You'd be so in love, your hair would be dreaded together. Yeah, that's cute. Ugh. <laughs> it's kind of gross. Um, <laughs> so Cassian, in that moment, re- lunges forward trying to stab at Lanthus, and Lanthus screams. Cassian throws one of his siphons to Nesta and screams at her to run in that moment, so he's distracting. Ah! He turns back to Lanthus, but hears her retreating steps. He's glad, and he prepares to die. Oh, Cassian. We cut over to Nesta, running in a terror, wishing to obey Cassian's command. She thinks about reaching the doorway, calling for Rizan, and then him having to go all the way down to the bottom of the mountain. Cassian might be dead by the time she reached the gates so high above. He might be dying now. A cold bolt shot through her heart. She had run from him, left him. She remembers, oh, I have this magical harp in my hand. What the harp told her about the strings. So this harp has spoken a little bit about what it does, but it's kind of vague still. But 26 strings, and she recalls in that moment that Meryl was considering the existence of 26 dimensions. Bum, bum, bum! She wonders whether the harp could move her to another space, like back to Cassian. She decides she must try. Then, if they didn't already have enough on their plates, 
She hears footsteps from above. Uh, it's more autumn court soldiers guys. charging down towards her. I know. It's like control your brains for a second. They could, can't. Yeah. They can't do it. Clearly, Brie Allen has been controlling these possessed males. So they've been you know, theorizing that's what happened with other um, autumn court soldiers. And apparently that's still happening. She's still doing it. These are sort of, you know, dead eyed kind of autumn court soldiers. Broken clock is right twice a day. Is it? Yeah. Take so the wait, AMs and the PMs Wait, out. who's the clock in this scenario? Uh, Brie Allen. Oh, Brie Allen. She's broken, but she's right about what she's doing with the soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> Is she? <laughs> well, know. for her and her purposes. Yeah, so. she's doing a great job. I guess. You're you right. know, she's like, if it ain't broke, oh, you I get see. more flies to more. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's, <laughs> I see. So she did it again because it worked last time. Yeah, because it worked of. last time. And kind of like, well, did. did, but at least like she's infiltrating and then she doesn't even have to be there. Guffa. Guffa. She doesn't hesitate. Commands the harp to take her back to Cassian. And then she's just there as though she's winnowed. And Cassian's on the ground, bleeding. <gasps> Lantis has remained in his mist form. I'm just mist. And no matter how much he's struck at the immortal, it don't do a thing. I mean, it's really, if I could become gaseous, I would. Imagine trying to stab it. It'd just keep going. Phew, yeah, phew, right zip, through zip. you. How can you get it? We have to become a particle? Split apart. And yeah. Do, like darts and stuff. It'd yeah. Kind of fun. Be all um, over the place. But it's not working. So Cassian panics at the sight of Nesta returning. But before he can do anything, the mist grabs Cassian and throws him into a wall, crushing his wings and knocking him out cold. Cassian! Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power! sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And then the mist grabs Nesta and she's thrown. No! She covers his body as Lanthus laughs. She had been here before. It's the same as it was at Highburn. Oh. Waiting to die. Oh. But thankfully, this time, 
She has a sword. Yeah, she does. Anorexia. She's not going to just let them die this time. She feels the rage from not being able to help him last time at the Battle of Highburn and jumps into action. Go, bitch, go! In a swift motion, she slashes through the mist. Ah. And unlike when Cassian was attacking it and simply darting away, this time it goes through the mist and it seems to hurt le- the Lanth Mist. Yeah, Lanth Mist! Yeah, get him, bitch! He screams in rage. Nesta feels the weight of the sword, and it's like she's always been here, swording at mist. How natural it seems. (laughs) In his rage. You should get a hobby. Going up and down stairs, slashing at mist. We need to go back to dancing in the clubs. She doesn't need to. Nah, man. She don't need to. It's already in her soul. Yeah. She's like, save the last dance. Oh, my God. Um, And she's sitting and dancing like this on her chair. Yeah. She's from the streets. She you is, could technically. See it. She's the streets of the village. You're right. And also wasn't cared for while being grown up uh, as well. So. And dead mother. Oh, my God. This is Save the Last Dance. <laughs> it's exactly the This is the all same. because SJM loved Save the Last Dance? I think so. All right. We're going to have to find out whenever we meet her. First dance. Yeah, we're um, to add it to the notes, the things we got to ask her. We got to ask her. Yeah. <laughs> uh. In in Lanthus's rage, he transforms from mist into humanish form. Me! Presenting as a nude hottie with muscles and golden hair and skin. But right now, he's wearing clothes. Yeah, I have. I, I ran and put clothes on real quick because I didn't want Nesta to get too horny while she was slashing at my mist. Right. His black eyes narrowed upon the blade as he hissed. That is not Nobin. The name meant nothing to her. My throat's so dry from the air being all windy. I keep cracking. My voice keeps cracking. Hell yeah. I like it. Lube her up, girl. Get her all slick. You know what you need to start doing? Swallowing some grease. Ew. That doesn't help. You're a voice specialist. That's not the correct (laughs) advice. No, that's not what you should be doing. Technically, you just need to hydrate. It all comes back to hydration, guys. more water. The more mouth sounds you hear, you think, oh, there's too much moisture in there, when in fact, it's actually too dry. Hydrate. You mean when you hear, like, squishes and squashes and stuff? Hmm. Not too much water, but not enough water. Not enough water. See, again, you say you don't learn anything besides how to be horny in the middle of the week from us, but, yeah, it's hydration. You've taught people a couple things already. Thank you. Yeah. How much I want to have sex with Legolas? Yes, that is one of those things. I think there was something else. Probably. I don't know. We got a couple episodes. Yeah, no, I mean, just today, I don't remember what you said 20 minutes ago. I have to be honest. (laughs) That's how dry I am. I sound like a wicked witch. (laughs) But dressed like a, what is he, a fairy? He's an elf. An elf, sorry, my bad. Oh, Natalie! <laughs> Whoa! Um, I did also want to be Arwen, obviously, but like I knew I never could be her. Is that Liv Taylor? Yeah, yeah, she Taylor, was yeah. so gorgeous in that. God, she's so good. 
man. And I also na- talented, okay. And also Whatever. very talented. But I think that, uh, unfor- not unfortunately for me, fortunately for me, the next two of them, which include, which is about nine hours of movie, Jeff and I are going to have a full day where I'm going to like make food, have food all ready to go in the fridge where we're not going to leave the couch. Where we're going to sit and we're going to watch Lord of the Ritter. The next two all day long. That sounds fun. I'm very excited about it. It's a no see the Sunday is what we're calling it. That sounds fun. On a Sunday. I'm Get jealous. It? No see the Sunday. That oh, I'd love that. <laughs> I love to watch movies. I'm not like the other girls. I don't know if you guys know this. You're not. You're right now you're an immortal being uh yes. mist turned yes. man. I'm a mist slash mister. You're right. I'm the mist mister. So when he says, whenever Lanthus mentions this, he says, that is not Norbin. Uh, it's another new sword we're hearing about. No if he said, that is not Norbit, and then like they'd all of a sudden they just show the trailer of Norbit. I actually, when I was writing this, was like, Jackie's going to make a Norbit. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Jackie's going to make a Norbit joke. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know. Oh, God, what did she say? I don't remember. Oh, oh no, it was me and Marcus's favorite thing. It's like, don't sit right here. I don't remember. I saw it once on a Greyhound bus. That's the only time I've seen Norbit. How you doing? <laughs> That's it. That's what I needed. I needed to pause the I show. I forgot about that. So that, because every time she said it a lot. Because I used to go, how you doing? And Marcus and I watched Norbit together when Norbit first came out many, many years ago. And we said, how you doing? To each other. 20 times a day. So thank you for everyone. I know everyone was like, Jackie, how are you doing? Like, you're screaming it. Because all the Norbert heads out there, Norbert Norbert heads, excuse me. Um, Norbit heads? Norbit heads. It's a difficult word to say. And their fan base struggles. (laughs) (laughs) Their fan base struggles in general? (laughs) Well, if you're still celebrating Norbit, yeah, we struggle. Some bit babes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bit babes. Um, (laughs) We're the bit babes in the fay babes. Come on, we know you out there. We know you're out there. So... Uh, you knew, oh no, we've been spending too much time together, Natalie. No, you knew never. that I was going to make a Norbit joke. No, never knew it. <laughs> so, this is a new sword, and I'm going to say no spoilers, but there seems to be some connection between the magical swords in the Massiverse in general. I think that this will come back again. <laughs> that in everybody's libraries are always being burned down mm-hmm. in all these books. Yeah, it really sucks. Stop getting rid of our information, bastards. I guess that is supposed to be the point is that information, like, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. First thing you do is take away the books. Nessa tries to sword him again, and it's clear that he, an immortal, is afraid of it. He asks her what death god she is. Which is badass. Which is what Henry asks me the week before my periods. <laughs> Women in their PMS, am I right? Oh my god, can't live with them, can't put them out in the cold. I got a the red tent in the backyard. Yeah, as you should. Yeah. I remember when my mom gifted you the copy of the red tent, mm-hmm. and then I think that we've talked about the red tent on here before. I loved, I loved it, I thought it was great. Whatever Nesta had done to create Ataraxia, Lanthus is afraid. 
He asks again what she is and what the sword is. When she tells him it's named Ataraxia, he bursts out laughing. Bro, don't laugh at her name. Come on. We don't know the joke yet because he seems taken aback that she named a sword this, but we don't know what that means yet. Right. He tells him he'll die by it even if he doesn't like the name. And here he says, I rode in the wild hunt before you were even a scrap of existence. So basically saying, I'm not going to die by you, bitch. I've been here forever. And so the wild hunt is a reference to a sort of mythological concept from old Germanic and European folktales and stories. Um, Wild hunts typically involve a chase led by mythological figures escorted by a ghostly or supernatural group of hunters engaged in a pursuit. Sick. So it's this kind of interesting concept that just exists throughout a lot of mythology, but its proper title, I guess you'd call it, is a wild hunt. So it's kind of like a ghost running of the bulls? Kind of. Hell yeah. Uh, I mean, I just feel like even just the idea of Wild Hunt always makes me think of every movie about really rich people you've ever seen. And I just assume that it's like, oh, it's probably like when they go after poor people with guns in the forest. It's kind of the way that that is referenced, but with supernatural creatures. Which is crazy because that, I think, I think both of them are very, very scary. But imagine running away from a ghost being like, I don't know, is it going to be missed? How is it going to kill me when it gets me? God knows. And according to scholar Susan Greenwood, the wild hunt, quote, primarily concerns an initiation into the wild, untamed forces of nature in its dark and chthonic? Yeah. I don't know that word. Chthonic aspects, which I did pull directly from Wikipedia and did not reference check. (laughs) I assume is not a lie. Um, So, yeah, it's a cool – I don't know. It's just such a weird, cool concept to me. It's just this, like, overarching idea and it's like – there's reference, like there's sort of connections to Sinterklaas, King Arthur, Odin, all around this wild hunt thing, um, and just spiritual wilds, basically. And I, I kept making me think of Night on Bald Mountain from Fantasia for some reason. Ooh, and man! The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Oh man, Fantasia scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I was I loved traumatized it. by. I feel like I need to watch it again because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And even in the, I think it was in the uh, the Great Movie Ride, which uh, R.I.P. Mm. There was the Fantasia part inside I never of it, got and to even see it. that scared me. That sounds cool as hell, though. It was very cool because all of a sudden you were like sweat up in it um, it, it's, it was creeped me out as a kid mm. and um, but I also I think I need to rewatch Fantasia I would totally rewatch it you can toke up bro oh my god a drug I could have a drug or two you have a drug or two I love a drug Ow. oh is it is it rough to sit in a ball gown <laughs> just 10 o'clock in the morning full ball gown full ball. I love this been up since 6 a.m. <laughs> I also love that you le- I love that you'd said to me before we started that you didn't want to seem like a crazy person so you put a sweatshirt on over your ball gown to leave my house to yeah. leave your house but your my sweatshirt had bat wings on it so <laughs> I don't think it helped me look more <laughs> normal I guess or more uh, uh, respectable so I should say it's so funny we just I don't have any clothes that are normal I get it I I, I think it was like two or three times ago I was like I gotta go to the grocery store I don't have time I didn't bring a change of clothes and I just went dressed like this and oh was like, yeah I remember well, Cassian yeah as Cassian yeah, yeah buy and, your oranges yep and I um yeah someone stopped me because they recognized who I was did I say this aloud into the microphone 
I don't remember. And I was like, I was dressed fully as Cassian, and they <laughs> recognized who I was. And I was like, oh, thanks so much. And then I walked away, and I wanted to be like, I don't dress like this all the time. This, I'm in a costume. I don't, I've got stubble, but I don't usually do this just for kicks, for me. They slowly back away from yeah, me. Yeah, I didn't say anything, but then I thought about it for, you know, days afterwards. As you will. So if you listen to this, maybe maybe if you, but I don't think he did listen to this, so. You need from others elsewhere. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. So then that's even more confusing. Because he's like, he's like, uh, she has no reference point. <laughs> okay, got it. Or what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's fine. I love it. But all right, yeah, let's rewatch Fantasia. Let's have a drug. Please. In Lanthus's case, he was the head of a wild hunt for the like against like chasing the fae apparently and we'll get a further explanation in the next chapter of what that means i don't think it's fair because he is missed and that's not fair he wasn't a mist then though i don't think mm, i don't he was know looking hot like actually me. i don't know i don't know what he was maybe he put on clothes then or do you think he did it nude which would Ooh, also be nude wild hunt scarier it would be <laughs> being hunted by someone who is a much stronger than you and also nude. Just assuming they're on bath salts, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'd be real scared they're going to rip my face off with their teeth. Yeah. But Nesta is not afraid here, not this time. Lanthus wants to know what silver fire burns in her eyes that way. She says, you know what that silver fire is. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> it's the cauldron. But then something clicks and he realizes, oh, I know who you are. The prisoners in the land itself has been whispering of the human who took from the cauldron. Nesta, he grinned, showing teeth slightly too long. Now that he understands who she is, he has he takes a different tact. Now he begins to seduce her. Which also, all right, just throwing it out there. How powerful would they be together? Here's the thing. I love that he immediately switches it up. It's like, oh, you're that bitch. Oh, dude, what if we became a power couple? Hashtag power couple 2024. I would have been here for it. Nestus? Yes. Lanthus? Lanthus? No, I think it's Nestus. 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 Yeah, well, that's what he does. I love it. I mean, he seems like a piece of shit, but they would be very attractive together. I'm just saying he's trying all of his cards, and I think that that is a smart way to be an eternal being. You, that definitely sounds like it's, he's a, um, what are those, what's the shitty guys called? He like, a like, pick-up artist. Artist. He yes, like a pickup artist. Yes, he's a pickup artist. Yeah, for sure. He's Shit got a big over hat them. on all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he starts nagging her, and yeah. like she's like, "I know. What are you doing right yeah, now? I, I need to kill you, sir. Please. Yeah, can you just stop? Could you stop? Ugh, stop misting and put some clothes on." <laughs> um, so then he begins to this this uh, this tact of seducing her. He wants her to join him. What beautiful music they play together! My angel of music. <laughs> yes, it's very it phantom. Again. I did talk about Phantom of the Opera yesterday on live stream, so it's coming up again. It does a lot. Um, so yes, he says well, that they'll rebuild what was before the Golden Legions of the Fae cast off their chains and overthrew us. Oh, it's kind of fun. And Wes, he's saying us. I would be totally seduced by this. I'd be like, you're right. We're better than they are. <laughs> How easily I'd give you up, well, Natalie. Because... How easily I'd throw you in the trash. I know how. I know if he showed up as Legolas and he knows your weaknesses, you would. I understand. I get it. Looking like this and he can talk to the crows. 
You throw me, you push me off a cliff. Bye, bitch. <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't. I'd think about it, but I, I wouldn't. That's nice. Thank you. I don't mind if you think about it. You know, it's also just like having all that power, like I'm too lazy for it. I don't want all it of it. Seems like I'm it's, good. I'm going to tell you the, the vision he gives her. I'm, it's not, it wouldn't sell me. Nah. Oh, I sit on a throne and I'm screaming. And everybody's and screaming. scared of me. And like, I don't get to just sit and read smut and fuck so, this big so hot dude. Like. Nah, dude. You just sit here? Yeah, I don't want to do that. So, okay. This this quote that he has, the that the, before the Fae cast off their chains and overthrew us, I'm not going to say much right now, but I do know Jackie and I will probably at least be doing some kind of live stream or something before the upcoming Crescent City release because we have, we have to. to talk about crossover theories. We have to. So that's going to come up really soon. Um Probably when this comes out, it's going to be right afterwards. So we better make an announcement soon because it's going to be all spoilers. So you can't probably like listen in or watch if you don't want spoilers. But I think we got to at least do a, a like a live stream yeah. thinking about what might happen in the new book because yeah. it's coming out a couple weeks. He started posting little snippets I know, of I it, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's coming. I even felt bad posting it because I was like, oh, what if people – and I was like, you know what? I'm sorry, guys. We got to get on board. The next book is coming out. We're going to be saying spoilers uh, over on the Instas. I'm sorry. Yeah. Got to. It's sorry, so guys. good. And also, if you haven't started reading Crescent City yet, y'all, jump on it. You better jump soon because it. it's – Jump on it. If you want to read the new one – those books are thick. It's going to take a minute. Oh, the thick. Worth so, it. and then Lanthus begins to send Nesta this vision of her potential future as his queen. They sit together. She on a black throne. I mean, I like the black throne. Sure. But they already have one in Court of Nightmares. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Surrounded by scaled black beasts. They possess the crown, the harp, and the mask. And also... A fourth object lay on the altar, veiled in shadow but she couldn't make out more than a gleam of age-worn bone. I couldn't come up with if we've ever heard a reference to this before. I don't think so. Unless it's a reference from Th- Throne of Glass since I'm slowly getting through the first book. I enjoy it, but I'm, I've just been trapped with other work. Oh, what are there? Um, a million other things? No. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that comes up there, but I don't know what else this age-worn bone is referencing. I don't know. His vision of chaotic magic swirling around them that enslaves everyone while they sit there again doesn't sound that appealing to me, actually. Boro Snoro. And I guess not to Nesta either because he switches tactics and he makes a scene to show uh, them in mid-coitus. And she can somehow feel the greatest pleasure of her life. <laughs> or at least he's maybe hypnotizing her to think that she thinks this. As he plants the idea in her head that their child would rule entire universes. I say, no thank you. Can you imagine trying to raise a child who rules entire universes? No. I I can't even imagine raising a child anyway because I'd be like, oh, I'm going to put all my crazy into you. Um, So I just, I feel like. A little Veruca Salt over here. Oh, yeah. You know. I I don't care how. I want it all right now. Yeah. I'm already kind of her. So I don't think I could raise (laughs) one. Um, no, I think I'd make a bad, bad ruler of the universe. Or uh, your child. I don't want to raise a child that's going to do that. That sucks. Yeah. And she's also not buying it. Her body was not his to touch, to fill with life. 
and she had known pleasure richer than what he'd shown her. Okay, so right, you get that, cat, you get that, Lanthus. You see, I already got it real good. Don't worry about me. Though he tells her that he can rid her of Cassian, she simply says to him to get back in his cell, bitch, as they are on the pathway outside now. She says, nah, I, ain't, I don't need you to get rid of my Cassian. Mm-mm, I like him. Mm-mm. And the sword begins to blaze. Lanthus is so fixated on Nesta and the sword, he doesn't notice Cassian stirring. Whoosh! Cassian throws a perfect line right to Lanthus's chest with a dagger. And as he screams... She sliced a 2-3 combination, slashing straight across, letting the power of her breath, her legs, and her core carry the blade through. Ataraxia sang the heart song of the wind as it whipped through the air. Lanthus's head and corpse fell in different directions, thumping upon the stones. Bye, bitch! Cut! Off your head! Oh no, but I was so beautiful. Put my head back on. Yeah. Can't, bitch. Can't. She tried to keep you alive. She was like, get back in the cell. And you were all like, nah. And then she was all like, sorry, bitch. Sorry. Sorry, you decided that sorry, was Sorry, you gotta cut off your head. But that's also bad. Yeah, it is. Can't wait. off his head. If one day we ever get to see this scene, it would be pretty fucking sick. Dude, please. Cassian is moaning to Nesta to get the harp and that they need to leave post-haste. She thinks about how she doesn't understand how she killed an immortal, but that this is a question to ponder elsewhere. There's a lot. You're going to have to undo a lot of things. We're going to have to process a lot, a lot of processing. Oh, a yeah. lot. Because just as soon as this threat is diminished, the footsteps of the Autumn Court soldiers approach. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. It's like, can we just get a second? She hears the screams of the other prisoners. They're all bowing to her, all in fear of the sword. Yeah. They know Lanthus has fallen. She grasps onto Cassian and tells him that they won't be running, nor will they harm the Autumn Court soldiers. Some intuitive part of her tells her that in order to go to the correct distance to Valaris with the harp, she's going to need to pluck three strings. Whoa. So she does and tells the harp to take them to the lawn of the river house. And then there they are. Almost instantly, Rizan is charging towards them. When she notices the pallor of Riz's face looking at them, she finally turns to really observe Cassian in the light. He's badly hurt, his arm shattered, and blood coming out from all over his fucking face. Oh, my God. But also, it's got... Man, that, like, hope of, like... Like you were talking about earlier, like, the fear of striking a plunk of the harp and what yeah. if you were thinking of something else like what if she for like half a second thought about a different place and they just ended up somewhere yeah. else I, i'm not i have too much adhd i think <laughs> to be holding on to a harp my brain goes ping 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 ping, 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 ping at all times yeah i can't imagine it yeah like you would Book be about to plink plink the plunk and then you'd be like oh no what if i end up at the bottom of the ocean oh oh <laughs> Yep, and then I'm dead. in Night Swim. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, it's the bad movie I went to go see yesterday. Um, you know, all the great horror movies that come out in January. And I will see every single one of them. Oh, sure. There's another one coming out that's about a, a bad bear. Hmm. Not an actual bear, a teddy bear. I don't know. Guys, there's something inside the bear. <sighs> it's making me tired. <laughs> At the start of chapter 55, Cassian is being fussed over inside the river house. 
Reese is commanding Cassian to be grounded for a few days as he cracked his skull open Good in prison. Lord. But Cassian doesn't want to. He's like, I'm fine. Nesta watches them bicker, and then her focus turns to Feyre, who is also in the room with them. She begins to give a silent apology to her, expressing her regrets, basically not being able to like p- pluck up the courage to say it in to Feyre. So she's like looking at her and being like, bitch, I'm sorry. And she's sorry, like, bitch, I'm also sorry, and I'm sorry to you. But I imagine they're like doing face twitches at each other. But she forgets that because she's expressing her regrets to Feyre about what she did to with her in Amarin's apartment and said the things to she, that she said. And then she's startled when Feyre responds so Feyre could like hear her say it. And she's like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, right, yeah. Right, I forget. Right. You can read you my can thoughts and stuff. After a brief back and forth, Feyre pauses and then says mind to mind, I forgive you. Woo! Phew. Yeah, we made it. She said, oh, she those said sisters she, are fine. I mean, it is a big thing for Nesta to have apologized, I will say. Especially, like, remembering the last time they talked to each other and how much has happened for Nesta since. Because, like, we don't even know what the hell Feyre's going through. Well, through, she just learned uh, she's probably going to die. And she learned that, so I imagine she's just been spiraling ever since. But, like, I, we knew they were going to forgive each other. Yeah. This is these. They have to. Unless they became mortal enemies because there are several mm. pairs of sisters who become mortal enemies in mm. these books. That is true. And many many a tale as old as time, I guess. Yeah. Sisters haven't always got along. No. So they've now had this like moment of forgiveness to one another. And it's a big thing for, for Nesta to be able to say, I'm sorry, I messed up. Do you think that it carries the same weight to hear this mind-to-mind. Like, if you were really pissed off at your sibling and they mind-to-mind asked you for forgiveness rather than asking with their mouths, do you think that that's a lesser apology, like getting a text apology? No. Okay, you think I would same? All right. I actually think it's kind of more intimate in a weird way. I guess, like, I, I would just feel like it's, like, an offhanded thing because it's like, oh, we're standing in front of other people. I feel like we're not having this, like, focus time. But I guess if you're in their mind, yeah. it's got to feel very intimate and vulnerable. I imagine. I just needed to talk that out. I yeah. just needed to feel like, how would I feel how if I was in, what is it, Demati? Demati. Am I a Demati? I would be so bad at it. I don't want to know. No. I don't know. I don't want to know what's going on inside your head. No. I, you keep it to you. I'll keep it to me. Yeah, fuck that. So nope. if you guys were thinking about giving me these powers, don't. I'll, Who are you I don't, talking to? I'm talking just the, to the greater good. Like, just okay. don't give it to me. The, I want a different just one. Just the forces that be yeah. listen to the show. Yeah. Okay. Like, I want to be more like Storm and X-Men. So. Okay. All right. Well, if you could. She put it out there. Thank you. You got to manifest. You too. <laughs> because we're dealing with an injured Cassian right now, also a sister fight, and then we've got this whole world war thing. There's a lot Whoa. going on in this room. As far as Cassian, though, he's going to be all it. The group debates on what to do with this thing that they have, this harp, and they're, they're at a bit of a loss because it is a powerful thing, and they don't want to put it together with the mask because nah. that, and they might talk, but yeah. they don't know where else to put it. They can't put it back in the prison, so they're kind of confused about what to do. And as they discuss Nesta and Cass's adventure, Nesta asks Reese what the wild hunt is. Reese tells the group that the wild hunt is so old he half thought it was a myth, but if Lanthus was there, that he would have been at least 15,000 years Don't old. Don't I look good for being 15,000? I would have thought you were like 12,000. Thank maybe. you. Yeah, it's the snail mucin. I, I, I mean, always say it's snail. the snail mucin, yeah. 
Are you using the snail? Oh, I'm on the snail, man. I am all up on the snail. I, I haven't am, tried it. I have been I've been really up my own skincare's butt. I mean, you recently. look great. Thank you very much. It's been that that was my New Year's resolution. Consistent skincare. skincare. Mm. I mean, I love it. I did love it, and I just kind of fell off of it. And then I realized, I'm like, I need to get better. Like, this is a this is a self care self care, and like it's only like it's like a 15 minute process at the end of my night and mm-hmm. the beginning of my day. But I do it before I look at my phone. Now, now it's like a me time thing. Just throwing that out there. I was just, making a me you me you thing. I was just looking at skincare stuff, and there was um one of the like fancy creams. That uh, Ulta said it gives you a, a word manifestation to say while you're putting your cream on. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to manifest my own fucking, but don't tell me what to manifest. Are you Come charging on. 20 extra dollars because you have this phrase I'm supposed to say? No. I mean, just tell me that you're just making shit up. Yes. Okay? And also, you can manifest while you're putting on your skincare. You can do that. But, but the like, company, don't tell, don't tell me what to do. Tell me. Get out of here. Fuck you. Get out of here. It's like, I wish I could have more money to spend on skincare. I wish I could have more money to spend on skincare. It's like, oh, I see what you're doing. Oh, yeah, I got you. I see. (laughs) So Reese shows them a book with pictures of, quote, tall, strange-looking beings with crowns atop their heads. And he explains that the Fae were not the first masters of this world and that, according to a lot of the legends, they were actually created by beings who were near gods. And bad beings Uh-oh. they were. They called them the Daglan. They ruled for a millennia and enslaved the Fae and the humans. They were petty and cruel and drank the magic of the land like wine. But think of how many fuck spells they would have to do to take all the magic from the land. Oh, for sure. That, my mind didn't go there, but... Oh. I'm not saying anything, but we'll talk about it on live stream. I'm just saying that my mind always goes there, so yeah. don't worry. He goes on to explain their origin myth of how these Daglin were defeated by someone named Fion, the sword Gwydion, which we've heard of already, gifted by the high priestess Oliana. Mm-hmm. And so Reese goes on to explain that this person, Fion, was the only high king the land has ever had after unifying the Fae against the Daglin. Reese has a bite in his words, presumably because they're trying to pressure him to be high lord, but I mean, high, uh, king. high king, excuse me. Because he doesn't want that title, but Nesta doesn't know any of any of this, so she's not sure why he's looking irritated. They go on to discuss the sword Narban. Ah, you dirt! <laughs> yep, now it's back. Yep. Sorry, guys, I had to look it up. Now it's back. Now it's back. Which was the death sword known to be fatal to the Daglin, and now Nesta's is also. Reese explains the one wild... ring to rule them all, one sword to stab them to death. You have my sword. That's what Legolas says. Mm. That's what he says to Frodo. Mm-hmm. No, he says, you have my bow. That's what it is. <laughs> anyway. I um. Someone sent to me this candle that's like the smell of Aragorn and Legolas having sex in Rivendale. And I purchased it. It's the smell of their sex? Yeah. It's just a regular scented candle. You can choose the scent. I think I chose like spruce or something. Because I imagine it smells woodsy. I guess so. Probably. Hopefully. (laughs) It can smell like a lot of things. It can smell like a lot of things. Aragorn doesn't shower Mm -mm. a lot. I'll stop talking about Lord of the Rings. I just, I'm dressed like him. I feel like him. Okay. Reese explains the wild hunt consisted of the Daglin having a Sunday. 
getting together and just hunting the fae down for funsies. I mean. Nesta asks if any of them know of the fourth object that she spied in that vision that she was sent, and they don't know what it is. So great. There might be another magic bomb out out there. there where they have no idea where it is. Oh, so good. Great. As they discuss the... Autumn King's soldiers appearing at the prison, Cass scolds himself for not listening to Eris earlier when he had warned them that more soldiers had gone missing. The group is worried that their alliance with Eris will be tense and they can't lose any allies. So Reese has an idea. Immediately, before we even know what it is, Feyre and Cass are staring at Reese incredulously. But Reese seems vaguely amused by this little idea that he's had. Mm. They really need to make sure Eris still thinks they're cool and likes them, right? Yeah. He tells Nesta he's heard tale of her skills upon the dance floor that she can really step up, if you will. Oh, yeah. 3D. Elaine has spoken of the night she won a duke by just swinging her hips around. (laughs) Over my dead fucking body. Cassian exploded. Of course, you're just going to get out there like, ah, why don't you wave your ass around, Nesta? That'll get him coming around. But Nesta's kind of into it. I, I mean, if someone looked me up and down and was like, bitch, you dance so good, we need you to go save us. I'd be like, all right, these hips were made for dancing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and i just go be- out there just, uh, 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 and I'll start doing the Macarena, and everyone's going, oh, my God. How does she remember all of those that? hand movements? Like, hey, Macarena in here. <laughs> and then she pointed to her crotch. Thank you. If you're not watching. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she's into it, and basically... Reese says, bluntly, I want you to seduce him. Okay, we know he hot. He's not not asking her to sleep with him, but to entrance Just entrance. And make him feel like he's one of the gang, essentially, which is what I think Eris really wants at the end of the day. He just wants to fit in with all these cool kids all hanging out, laughing together. Bro, if you saw their inner circle, you're telling me you wouldn't want to be a part of it? He's always just there looking in through the window, though. Yeah, because he fucked up a long time ago. He fu- and even though he tried to do what he could, he still fucked up. But he also can't go against his daddy, I understand. It's true, but he's be- he's a little bit of a Nesta because he doesn't know how to get out of this, I think. Like, he doesn't know how to, like, not be a bastard. That's the problem. Instead, he goes right into his old roadways because it's uncomfortable to break the cycle sometimes. And he can't say... I won't be your friend. I just want to be your friend. I'm sorry I keep calling you a bastard, Cassian. It's just because I want to be your friend. And he can't say that yet. Can't say it. Can't say it. He will someday, hopefully. Nesta, for her part, is not angered or afraid of this request. In fact, she's sort of uh, more go on. Mm-hmm. Girl loves to dance. Reese tentatively says, if you want to do this, Morrigan can teach you the waltzes and dances a royal would know. Cassian starts to interject, putting his foot down, but Nesta cuts him off with an, I'll do it. She thinks only to defy Cassian's territorial proclamation in front of the others, but she's going to. So she's... She doesn't want to, like, hurt Cassian, but she's like, you don't tell me if I can do it, sir. And also, I do wonder, and maybe this is just me and what I would pepper in is the, like, but, like, watching Cassian get so upset is also, like, kind of fun. And it's like, well, he'll also be, like, really upset as I'm trying to entrance him. Maybe even not upset as much as just super jealous. Like, jelly. you want to make him a little bit a jealous. Little jelly. That you're like, look at how easily I can entrance. Yeah. Um, Which I'm kind of into. 
yeah, a little bit. You little know, you, you can't do too much of it no, because then it's mean. No, that's why you just pepper. You just yeah. a little bit pepper. Just a little peppers. So she's she says she'll do it. I think she wants to anyway, but she's kind of like putting him in his place a little bit. And she looks at him and tells him, hey, bro, I just slayed an immortal. So I can go get Eris panting after me, no issue. Yeah, she can do whatever the hell she wants. Feyre, though hesitant at this plan, does concede that it will at least give Eris the understanding that they are grateful to him and don't think ill of him that they'd hand over the sister willingly. As they wrap up the meeting, Nesta gives Ataraxia back to Reese. He seems surprised by this, but she tells him she wants no more death. But that's probably not going to happen yeah. this time. This is, if I learned anything about the Prithian, people be dying all the time. Yeah, and that there's like more like wars and shit that have to happen. Always battling oh, over uh, land and magic and things oh, that are imbued with power. We cut over to Nesta alone, and she's having a panic attack. She's going over everything that's happened and everything that's to come. But... She's working through it with her Valkyrian mind-stilling exercises. Yes, and yes, it's working. Yes. It's a nice little interlude where we observe Nesta's growth yes. and her ability to – it doesn't – mental health care doesn't mean all of your problems disappear. It's that you learn how to manage them. Exactly. It, it helps give you the tools to manage them in yeah. time. And watching that is a huge growth for her. Yeah. Me too. Um, and then after this little interlude, we we are suddenly cutting over to the cottage, the little shack where this all started. We didn't know we were going to end up here, but it's Nesta and Cassian standing in front of this old withered shack. We learned that Asriel had winnowed them there to uh, that Asriel had winnowed them there this day, which is a few days after the prison. They had finished their training for the morning and. Hopped on over. Yeah. She has asked Cassian to come, who has begun healing well enough to join her, though she ponders on why she's not how she's not really sure why she asked him. I don't know, Nessa. Could it be that you love him? Maybe. Anyway, she reflects on how she has simply had the calling to come see this place. I do that actually when I visit Pittsburgh. Do you ever go to your old past places that you live to? I think it's, I find it helpful to reflect. Do you ever do that? I think that's a very positive and healthy way of dealing with it. No, I go back and I immediately go back into where my mindscape used to be and I shut it out and I don't want to remember any of it. Mm. So I think what you do is a much better way of processing and going through it rather than I I just hate going back there and I hate seeing all of it because yeah. I think of all of the things and how I used to be and then it makes me hate myself. Well, you also didn't spend – I spent – my first five years of adulthood in Pittsburgh. So I had yes, more of also, a yeah. growing up. That would be like, go, I would love to go back to Tallahassee. I have not been back to where I went to college since I left college. I graduated at 20 yeah. and I have not been back there since. So I didn't get to go to any of the bars in my college town or anything like that. So I would love to go back just so I could see some of the bars that all of my friends used to go to because I didn't have a fake or anything. Is there any other... Places that aren't bars, they no, just bars, just the bars. <laughs> there's, uh, I don't know how to say this. Um, there's not a lot going on in Tallahassee. Uh, there's, it's quite a, it's not the, not a town that brings people in, which is probably why I'm never gonna go back there. No, probably not. Yeah, but yeah, I think that there's 
you could probably do it in Brooklyn or something, though. You know, go to like your old neighborhoods. And, I like, do that, yes. Like past your old apartment. And, and I just bring kinda... Jeff with me yeah. because Jeff didn't know me in New York. So like I show him like what my life was like. I do do that. I do do. I do I, do, I do, 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 <laughs> do do. I do. I do enjoy doing that. I, I like to go to the house that I grew up in until I was nine and I drive past it. And uh, go, this used to be my playground, used to be my childhood dreams. Um, I yeah. um, think I honestly sing that song to myself at least once every other week. Oh, yeah. Probably. League of Their Own, anybody? League of Their Own? Um, yeah, so I do find it, you know, that's. I think that's helpful. I think that maybe that's what she's doing here is she's overcome with these memories, but she really f- needs to f- see the physical shape of this house yeah and she maybe has some trepidation but she's staring at the this decrepit front door she's a little scared but she steps to the threshold bracing for the onslaught of feelings it's silent around them save for the birds chirping it feels devoid of life around them the cottage having been abandoned after the archons left muted drab and empty that was how this land felt even with autumn upon it as if even the sun couldn't be bothered to shine properly here. They see the place where Tamlin had sunk his claws into the door frame that night. Nerves alight, Nesta pushes the door open. She immediately has a rush of embarrassment to have Cassian see the poverty she lived in. No, it's okay. And he quickly reminds her, he used to live on the ground. Oh, so He's so cute. He's like, I didn't even have a wall. I I didn't even have a wall. He's so cute. It's very sweet. Um, so he just basically lets her know this doesn't freak me out at all. Uh, this reminder calms her some to just remember you're not alone. That whatever you've gone through, others have gone through it and worse, which is a humbling thought. But she's still overwhelmed seeing it after all these months and years. The roof has begun to deteriorate, and all manner of creature has begun to nest inside. Like her. She's the nest. She's the nest. She's the nest for them, and isn't that sweet? Mm -hmm. They had to go somewhere. Yeah. She's the nesta, and she's shaking, and Cassian puts a hand on her shoulder and asks her to show him around. She's frozen, though, so Cassian begins to point to places in the cottage. Was that? Was that (laughs) over there? Is that a door? Was that? What is that? Is that a window? (laughs) <laughs> did you used to look out that window <laughs> and yeah it, i'm this this is not like a important like storytelling chapter but i think it's nice it's to talk through because them. yes it is this sort of monumental moment in in nesta's life where she is i think there's something really powerful about seeing your past and saying goodbye to it and like transitioning into this other thing and it's like an acceptance almost that she's this other thing now and that she has grown Mm -hmm. and and seeing literally seeing how far she's come from where she used to be yeah so she's overcome by these memories of the terrible days and the two gaze around the room and the both of them their eyes land on some of Feyre's little painting details all over the room. Stick figures. and They don't know quite what she was tra- – is that a tiger? <laughs> we don't know what, what she painted. But, oh, it's a spaceship. Well, she was painting. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, that's outer space. Oh. Okay, yes. so good. <laughs> and it just makes me think of my, my co-host on page seven. MJ has two little kids, and they are b- obsessed with drawing um, mama and papa pooping. 
a lot. So it's always just like, that's the poop. That's the poop. And so I'm just like, oh, oh, that's the poop. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see the poop coming out of the butt. Yeah, very. So they're very good. <laughs> and there's it's always pictures of just MJ on the toilet pooping in the potty. Hey, parents poop. Yeah. I, I mean, everybody got, I, I do, do. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. He tells Nesta about the cabin that of theirs that Feyre's uh, basically defaced. <laughs> without asking them. Without asking. And he says, oh, she did this at the other place. I see she also oh, she did does this everywhere. She huh? does this everywhere. Huh? <laughs> this is like her thing, huh? And he asks about the famous dresser, wondering if it's still here in the cottage. She leads him to the bedroom and she's taken aback at how cramped and dismal it all is. But the bed and dresser are still there. Cassian runs his hands over the drawers of flowers, fire, in the night sky and is amazed at how she truly did paint the stars before she ever knew reason. Oh, that gives me chills. Oh. As he marvels, she's caught up staring at the old shoes bursting at the seam, remembering how she had to walk through the ice and snow in them and the stained linens. It overwhelms her a little, and she leaves the space, drifting towards the fireplace. Toward the mantle. Her father's wood figurines lay atop it, thickly coated with dust and cobwebs. Some had been knocked over, presumably by whatever creatures now lived here. She begins to resort to her normal coping mechanisms and of retreating into run herself. Away, yet, as she reaches for one of the figurines that plagued her so... Cassian joins her, and she begins to feel sick at looking at it all. No, she could master this, master herself, and what lay before her. She begins her breathing. Cassian stood beside her through all of it, not speaking, not touching, just there should she need him. 
As she stands there reflecting, she tells him of her anger towards her father, how he never made her figurines, but he would have if she had just given him the slightest note of encouragement. She's saying it. I just want to be like, yes, let it pour out. Tell him about the figurines. <laughs> Not the figurines. Yes. But she is. She's she's expressing her shame, which is an important thing to do, that she hated how he'd curl up on the cot in front of the fire, resented she had to sleep in the bed her mother died in, and that it never occurred to her that he slept in that cot because he wanted his daughters to be more comfortable than him and that the bed was one the one piece of that he could offer them. But I would say as someone that like had given up on trying to take care of his children, probably sitting there watching him whittle wood in front of the fire would also piss me off. Oh, I understand her anger. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's unwarranted. Yeah. But I also think she's developing the empathy of being like yes. he wasn't just like, oh, well, fuck him. He was also just like in this horrible in this horrible headspace. Right. And it never occurred to her that he was trying to show care in these different ways and that she just refused to accept it. Right. She speaks of how her father must have known the contempt she held, must have felt the hate rating off of her. And then he named a ship after me, sailed it into battle. I just... I don't understand why. Nesta lifts her chin, and we exhibit her growth. She admits she'd never once considered what it must have been like for him to lose everything. His wife, the money, to fail his children. She was too caught up with her own rage and grief. She tells Cassie in her shame the things that she hates about herself, how she didn't try to help her father when the debtors came. Oh. Only shielded herself in a lane while Feyre pleaded with them. Ugh. She looks at Cassian and tells him that she's failed Feyre many times, not just the night Tamlin arrived. Let it out! Let it out! He asks if she's ever told Feyre this. Nesta says she doesn't know how. So Cassian just tells her she'll learn when the time is right. Just speaking these words seem to lighten Nesta some. And ain't that the truth? Sometimes you guys uh. gotta say it. And also, like not only process it but but vocalize it as well is such a full spectrum of healing oh yeah being like not only to become aware of it but then to also be able to talk about it is huge definitely oh i'm just so happy for her i'm sorry i'm just making little groans over here like a little possum um i don't know what possums i guess they go they go (sighs) and so i I, i'm not hissing so that's good but um I just am so – we waited all book for this. I know. Well, I'm, I mostly waited for the penetration, but – Hey, I mean, we all know we're here for Atlantis. Come on. Come let, on, Let's just have a couple more dreams about what you could do for Nesta. Come on. He's he's at no head. Yeah, he's got well, – wow. You know, I was about to say something horrible, and I'm glad I didn't say it. I'm glad he didn't. <laughs> um <laughs> She picks up a wooden rose her father had carved for Elaine, and she puts it in her pocket. Tells Cassian she's seen what she needed to and is ready to go. She needed to see this was real, that she isn't dreaming, that she got out, and she's okay. Cassian guides her out of the cottage and suggests they fly back. What about the humans? They'd run screaming in terror. Cassian gave her a wicked smile, opening that half-broken door for her leading her into the sunlight and clean air. It'll add a little spice to their days. 
just thought it was a very cute way to end the chapter. Yeah. Because you see them, you see her becoming more personable. Like she's fa- facenable. Yeah, facenable. Yeah. <laughs> I think that works. She is becoming more facenable. And thank you. And we appreciate that word, Natalie. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, the, you get to see this little, little, you know, burst of growth and that she can joke around a little bit with Cassian. She's lightening the fuck up. That's another way to say it. <laughs> she just needed to just, ooh, just, just cool unzip out. the butthole. Just, yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. And oh. sometimes getting the bang fucked out of you sure. also really helps. They're doing a lot of that. A month goes by and winter comes to Valaris. They continue to train, though, which sounds like the worst. Yeah, you want to be cozy and up next to that one of those huge fireplaces. I hate it. I hate doing anything in the wind, in the cold. Doing stunts in the cold is the worst thing on earth. However, Does it just hurt more. Um, I feel like your body doesn't work as well. At least mine it doesn't, doesn't warm. You up. have to like you almost have to condition yourself to do it because it's so shitty. Your body does not want to do it. It's like the footballists when they're in the snow. When they're not no, used to the snow, but they got to learn how to do it in the snow. It's true. I know all about the games. I know you do. All of the different kinds of mm-hmm. them. However, the females training are driven by determination in this winter air. Nesta, perhaps the most of all. Yes. She's become stronger, her body developing muscle and her complexion gaining color again. And she is banging Oof. out Cassian every night. She wondered when he'd grow tired of it. Of her. Surely he'd get bored and move on. Even if he feasted on her each night as if he were starving. hey <laughs> She couldn't imagine tiring of him. Having him over and over only made her need grow. All right. Hell yeah. Dude, get it. Get on it. And she's still, like, training hard every day. And then just, like, thinking about those, like, think about, like, banging hard, training hard, and then eating hard. Like, that's all her life is. And that sounds Awesome. That sounds great. That sounds great. That sounds like you're you probably feel so good. Yeah, I'd love that life. Give it to me. Beyond that, she's practicing dancing with more. There's that B word where she been this whole book. This whole time. I miss you more. Where you been at? At one of these lessons, three days before the ball, Morgan suddenly asks Nesta what she's going to wear. They don't speak much at these lessons as they've never really resolved their differences. Nesta hasn't put much thought into it, actually. But Morgan says, oh, no, no, we need to make it something special. Eris is all about the swagger. So you got to, like, look the part. Moore tells her... It's got to be complicated for her to go through this as well. More To, like, help someone, even though, like, she, I'm sure, has dealt with part of what happened to her, but just helping someone even faux-seduce him. Well, it shows again Nesta's growth because she does bring it up to Morgan in this scene and says, is this going to fuck you up? And Moore says, no, I know you're going to bring him to his knees. Which, Um, so hell yeah, girl power. She's like, thanks girl. Um, So Moore, after Nesta says she does, she'll just like wear something she has. Moore says, no, 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 we're going to look for something. Uh, I'll I'll check around for something for you. And Nesta says, Thank you, Morgan. Oh, my God. I want the shopping montage, please. Oh, trying on outfits? Yes. And then they're also, like, getting really close to each other in, 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 the, in the cabinets where they put on their smushing clothes. smushing breasts. Yeah, where they're smushing their breasts because there's no dressing rooms. But they've got to get into these small places and change together. <laughs> and then 
Oh no, very they're kissing. Specific, and then very it's... specific kink. <laughs> Tiny room I bu- b- breast squishing. Yeah, I had no idea that's what I liked. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to get the mouth talking to find your new kinks. <laughs> sometimes it talks too much. It talks too much. So she says thank you to Morgan, and this is progress. Yes. To the point where Moore is almost shocked. But then she says, hey, actually... Call me more. The only one who calls me more again is Amran, and it's because she's a quote cranky old bastard. <laughs> this gives Nesta a small thrill since she's still at odds with Amran, and she almost smiles. Oh my god! As their lesson ends, they both have business to attend to at the library, so they go over together. When they reach Clotho's desk, Nesta observes Moore's warm embrace with Clotho and is stunned. They have a quick exchange, and then Clotho hands Moore the book she had apparently requested. Nesta leaves them as she runs down into and runs into Gwen, and she's surprised to see Emery with her and asks what she's doing in the library. Mm. And this is the little hint that has sent the internet shipping Emery and Moore. <laughs> oh, man, want- if you want to ship yourself, just look up Emery and Moore, please. Oh, yeah, it's great. I wanted to see where you two work, Emery said. Eyes upon Clotho and Moore a level above. She sighed, nodding toward Moore. I always forget about how beautiful she is. She never comes to Windhaven these days. Nesta could have sworn pink stole over Emery's brown cheeks. Mm. So at the very least, someone's got a little crutch. Someone has noticed somebody and is following them around. And you know what? It is creepy when it is unwanted, but when it is wanted, oh, Very exciting. While they're there, Gwen presents the two of them with a gift. Copies of a chapter from the history of the Valkyries that Meryl is compiling. Gwen has convinced her to add a chapter about them. Nesta is moved beyond words. It's basically about how the Valkyries have been revived by this trio. Which is, that's asking, to put it into a book, that's when it's, it's like, in the same way that it's hard to tell someone, like, if you're, like, trying to, like, quit smoking or something like that because you don't want to be held up to their standards. Right. Um, to be put in the book, well, y'all better be successful. Better keep you at better it. better be good at it. Yep. And this better not be a fly-by-night hobby. That'd be like me writing in, like, oh, Jackie knits now. Yeah, I knit for maybe two months, and then I never touched a knitting needle again. In the book, the great book of knitting? Yes. Just, just a one tiny chapter on the little scarf that could. <laughs> it was bad. It's more of a pot holder. Yeah, um, it was very. I made it for my sister, and she's like, "Oh, it kind of fits around my neck." And it <laughs> did just kind of fit around her neck. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So Nesta's moved by this. Gwyn's fingers slid into hers, squeezing tight. Nesta looked up to find her holding Emery's free hand as well. Gwyn smiled again, her eyes bright. Our stories are worth telling. I. She, I feel like every time I have something to tell you, she go, Natalie. I'm holding Natalie's hands. Like cold. I'm very cold. I'm I run cold. You're cold. Don't touch me. I just feel like we should be holding our hands more and going like, yay. I mean, we can when things happen. We can do that. I don't hold. I don't hold anyone's hand. No, I don't think I've ever touched your hand before. No, I've never touched it. Yeah, well, Um, I run cold. How do you feel about it? It's unfortunately very. Much like your brother. Yeah, we both run. Cool. But, um, oh, but we, but we emanate heat when we go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Why? Oh. We're like little dogs. Oh, that's cute. 
And sometimes I do I crawl up on Jeff's chest and I lay there and I just go like, ah, 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 and then until he puts usually a cookie in my mouth. Oh, and then you go to sleep. Yeah, then I fall asleep it's on his chest. Yeah. That night, Cassian is away and Nesta spends the evening working through something that has disturbed her for so long, sitting before a fire. She struggles, but she convinces herself to try it. And she has the trauma response that she does normally. But she uses her mind stealing. Yes. Guides herself through that fear. It's not a perfect attempt, but she stays until the fire has gone out. Her eyes sting with the realization that she's done it. She did the step. And almost as a reaction, she looks over and is surprised to see a trail of evergreen leaves leading out her door. She quickly realizes that it's from the house and begins to follow this festive trail. I'm so glad that she thought it was from the house because my immediate thought would be like, who left the door open? I got to clean up all these fucking leaves now? What are all these leaves doing See, on the my, floor? See, my initial would be like, oh, this is a trick. I'm going to be I'm gonna be killed. Or scared of it. Fear or anger. The yeah. hour two responses. Yes. <laughs> but she knows. She's, she has a sense that it's from the house and yes. she trusts the house. She follows it all the way down this trail all the way into the library and realizes the house is taking her straight to the bottom of the pit. This is, of course, a bit scary, but she does trust the house. Okay, house. Okay. She asks the house what this is all about, and she seems to get an answer. Don't be afraid. It takes her into the darkness, as if to say, look, see, you can face your fears. You are capable. You are strong and healing. The house seems to be telling her that she is not alone. She blows out the candle that has lit the way all the way to this pit. I'm not afraid. She whispered into it. You are my friend and my home. Thank you for sharing this with me. So she just stands in the dark. But it, it's a big I, it's a big deal. I get it. It is, I, it is a big deal, and it's good because she's facing her fears, but it is also just like, you want me walking down here? You want me to come down here? I, I do. My, my mind here. goes to how long did she stand, stand there? there. Like, I think I would stand there for maybe 35 seconds. I'd be like, all right. Well, well I did it. Wow. Oh, the dark. <laughs> Aha. Thank you. Can I go back to my freaking room now? <laughs> she does seem to appreciate and get what the house is going for here. Yes. Yeah. So I guess it's good. Yeah, it's very nice. Thank you, house. Thank you, house. We appreciate you, house. And then we're at Solstice. At the start of Chapter 57, Cassian is reminiscing about all of his favorite drunken memories of Solstice's past, which mostly involves snowball fights and nudity. Yeah! But this year he's filled with trepidation because he's going to have to stomach watching Nesta dance with that pumpkin spice bastard. Oh, but he's so cute. I never find... I, I, I always try to find Eris's handsomeness in my head. I, he's never cute to me when I... Think of him. I just love a ginge. I mean, I do too. Believe you me. You know, I just, I, in, so I, but he's so bad. Like, I think what it is is that I want to not like him, but he's so hot, it makes me like him. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I think that I have to, or else I would just hate his character. I yeah. would just see him as slimy. Yeah. Because for I'm, sure. you know, I'm a Leo. I'm, oh, I'm a hashtag Leo bitch. It's really hard to get me to forgive and forget. Sometimes you if also, someone hurts my my family. You also judge character by hotness level. True. Usually. I do. I, I usually do. And it was it was a struggle through the Tamlin times. But, you know, um, we had to get through it. And sometimes we can't trust someone that's hot. What? I know. You learned it here first. No, but movies say 
They're all the they best ones. They're, they're all the best ones. But sometimes, you know, you got to wait for the, the, you know, guy in the coma to wake up. And then you go after his brother instead while you were sleeping. Hashtag. Yeah, what the fuck? While I'm you were sleeping? About while you were sleeping. Oh, okay. Um, which is the creepiest of the rom-coms for the 90s when he was... Both yeah, man was in the coma. She pretends to be his significant other, even though she doesn't know him at all. And then she falls in love with his brother. Oh, a, a lot of '90s rom coms are very toxic, very upsetting. bad, very very upsetting. Nothing. But it's Sandra, good. I love her. Is that also while you were sleeping? Yes, yeah, Sandra Bullock. Mm. Oh, Sandra. Yes, she was a, one of the queens. Yeah, she was a queen. So, um, but I can't imagine how angry Cassian would be at thinking about her mm. going after just even trying to seduce someone else. No. And so he's also in this moment as he's thinking about, oh, how am I going to watch this all? He's reminiscing about the number of ways he's taken Nesta, <clears throat> though he laments she's never asked him to stay in the bed. No matter we're in the here and now. And he's looking out over the members of the court of nightmares and he's flanking the royal dia, dia I forget this. Dais. Dais. Why can't I remember how to say this word? It's all right. Flanking the royal dais in his regalia in full uh, tough guy acting mode. I bet he looks so hot oh next to that God. throne. Ugh. And especially, you know, he's got to fucking show up. To yeah. this. He has got to be looking good. He's smelling good. Like, I and he has he to like, look intimidating. Oh, whoa. So, like, the goofy cast is gone. He's no. just, like, stone-faced and stoic, but it'd be, like, really sexy. He can dance multitudes. Yeah, he does. Um, and then Az is on the other side of the throne. Also, Ooh. I'm assuming looking very Ooh. good. The High Lords, they, they're in this, this their facade of the High Lords faithful guards awaiting their leader, which they are, but they're not being able to show their besties, you know what I mean? Yeah. Moore stands next to the Black Thrones, also presumably looking crazy hot. Crazy hot. The entire throne room was bedecked in black candles, evergreen wreaths and garlands, and holly berries. The twin banquet tables flanking either side of the massive space overflowed with food, but it was forbidden to all until Feyre and Reese allowed it. Ooh, that even that's sexy. I know. Nobody I want, maybe eat, should, this say. should be how I do Christmas parties next year. I, honestly, I think it's a really great idea. I remember we made a joke at our Thanksgiving table because we had to add another table at the end that was higher up than the other tables, and we kept joking oh, yeah. that they were the king and the queen of the table. Because they were facing in at the rest of us. They were facing yes. in the rest of us, and I was like, we should have a king and queen of every Thanksgiving, yeah. and that no one can eat until they like lift their glasses and say, huzzah. We should do that. Again, I'm ready. All right. Well, spring Thanksgiving is coming up soon. Oh, that's and, true. Uh, so don't worry. We can have a king and queen of spring Thanksgiving. And for those of you that don't um, follow page seven, instead of Easter, I celebrate spring Thanksgiving instead. Which just, is mostly means making a huge amount of food. Just an excuse it. for everyone to get together and make a bunch of food. Yeah. I'm loving the aesthetic in here. Love this. The entrances begin in this room um, in front of all of the court of nightmares. People's court of nightmares. Court. Yeah. Citizens? Citizens. In front of all the Court of Nightmares citizens, the appearances of their royal court began the mountain rumbling with their arrival. As the door swings open, the room gasps. <gasps> there she is. No, not yet. Oh. Tonight also served another purpose, to tell the world of Feyre's pregnancy. She wore a dress of sparkling black panels, much like the one she'd first worn here. And it did nothing to hide her swelling belly. There's a baby in there. There's a baby in there. That's what they're all saying. 
oh, she fat. And one, maybe someone went, whoa, was that just fat? <laughs> That's one of the Someone citizens. from Queens. Yeah, well, I mean, it takes all kinds to live in the Court of Nightmares. Bro, how hot oh. is Reese right now? I mean, that, but I also think she must look like such a baddie. Yeah. She's like, she's like basically Rihanna. You know what I mean? When Rihanna's showing off. Oh, uh, at the Super Bowl? No, not then, because she was hiding. Oh, yeah. But also, that was a badass. That was badass. That was badass. So, Reese is walking in his full regalia, looking smug at knocking up his mate. Yes. Feyre is smiling at the room with her whore's lips painted red. <clears throat> then the sisters walk in. True to the Court of Nightmares, both of them wear black. It doesn't suit Elaine. She's not a seductress or a creature of the night. But she could still look good in black. You don't have to be only a seductress or a creature of the night. But, like, kind of, because if you're just wearing her modest long sleeve dress, she probably looks like she's at a funeral. Yeah, that is true. She probably looks, like, just lighten up. Good Lord. And she probably looks, um, like, all buttoned up, too. Like, I bet there's no breasties. No, it's... They, it's just, Cassian specifically says, can't see none of it. <laughs> Uh, calls it modest, but uh, yeah. So she doesn't really fit in with that that vibe. It's not yeah. it's not true of her, and that's okay. She's still allowed to be a member of this court, but of she course. just likes a pink. She likes a purple. Yeah, but you can't she, really rock that at the court of nightmares. You though. can't. You have to be intimidating as the royal court. So, but she insisted on coming. Feyre offered her to stay back. She said, "No, I'm part of this court. I yeah, want to go to the party." Yeah. But she also wanted to, like, be brave and show face in this kind of spooky place. She probably doesn't like yeah. her Um So she's still obviously beautiful, but Cassie, you know, it's a kind of makes her look pale and, like, kind of not there all the way. But then his eyes sweep to Nesta. Nesta, in night court black, threatened to bring him to his knees. I'll bring you to your knees. Oh, my God, I'm scared of her. But also seduced. She's... Still wears her hair up as she normally does, but a crown of black spikes rests atop her head now. Silver thread embroidered the skin-tight velvet bodice, the straps so narrow they might as well have been nothing against her moon-white skin. So she has herself also painted up like trash with coal-lined eyes and red lips. Yeah. That's why I I looked at Natalie and I was like, are you trash? Yeah, I am. (laughs) Always been. Hell yeah. Cassian is shaken to his core, but he has to pretend to be unshakable, so he does his best. Nesta gives off the aura of somebody who is loving this attention. Yes. Nesta and Elaine come to stand between the Illyrians while Feyre and Rizan take their seats at the throne. Man, I want to see this image so they bad. Look so bad. It all looks so good. Oh in my the god! Scene. And they're all looking so hot mm. and so threatening, and just with their fucking game faces on, all being cold. <gasps> Oh, I want to warm them. <laughs> I want to warm them. <laughs> Cassian does his best not to think about how many times he's, quote, tasted Nesta's body as she stands nearby. They had to, in fact, glamour her body so that his scent wasn't present to Eris, which he's pretty satisfied with, yeah. I think. Feyre declared to the assembled crowd, May the blessings of the winter solstice be upon you. Eris follows him coming forward as well, playing his part, pretending they aren't allies, extending his congratulations as a representative of his father, Baron. Rees said to no one in particular, Music. An orchestra hidden in a screened-in mezzanine began playing. Feyre raised her voice and said, Go. Eat. The crowd undulated as people aimed for the tables. 
This is my unconventional stopping in the middle of the chapter because guess what? I just make shit up. So I, I just you can do whatever you want to do. Again, I dress like legless and golden hair and golden skin not doesn't necessarily begat a legless, but here we are and I am quote dressed as Lanthus. You're very pretty. Thank you. I feel very pretty today. Um all right, well we'll be back my with the quarter Why huh? you really can see it winter in my head. What? Your chin? My butt chin. I don't see a butt, butt but chin. do you want to have a butt chin? Well I put I put Tanner there so that I would get butt chin. Not Tanner. What is it? Highlighter? Oh, I see. You made the butt with I made the, the butt with my chin. Mm. Please read up until chapter 59. And now, dudes grappling with erotica for educational purposes only. Featuring Julia Johns and Carolina Hidalgo. He couldn't take it. It was torture, a special kind of torture, to have Nesta kneeling before him with his cock in her mouth and hand and not be able to roar with pleasure. But then she stared at him through her lashes, and the sight of her with his cock between her lips snapped something. He didn't care that they were in the dining room, that a wall of windows and doors lined half the space and anyone flying by might see. Cassian slid his other hand into her hair, fingers twinning into her braided coronet, and he thrust up into her mouth. She took him deep and moaned so loudly it reverberated along his cock and straight into his balls. They tightened further and release gathered in his spine, a scorching knot that had him arching into her mouth again. He was utterly at her mercy. Nesta moaned once more, a soft encouragement, and Cassian needed nothing else. Gripping her hair, her scalp, Holding her in place, he thrust his hips. She met him with each stroke, mouth and hand working in unison, until the slick heat of her, the teeth that sometimes grazed him, teased him, the tightness of her fist. They were unbearable, were all he cared about. Cassian fucked her mouth, and her moaning had him deciding he'd fuck the rest of her too. Strip, strip those pants off her and drive into her so hard she'd be screaming his name to the ceiling. He made to pull out, but Nesta refused to move. He growled, his fingers clamping on her head to still her. I want to be inside you, he managed to say, his voice like gravel. But Nesta looked up at him again from under her lashes, and he watched his length disappear into her mouth. His tip bumped against the back of her throat. Oh, gods. He clenched his teeth. I want to finish inside you. Nesta only huffed a laugh and sucked him down so deep that he couldn't stop it. Couldn't stop the release as she slid her other hand into his pants and cupped his balls, squeezing softly. Cassian came with a roar that shook the glasses on the table, arching into her as he spilled himself down her throat. Mm. She weathered it, weathered him, and when he'd stopped shuddering, she smoothly, gracefully slid her mouth off him. Yum. <laughs> Nesta held his stare while she swallowed, swallowed down every ounce of what he'd spilled into her mouth. And then her lips curved upward. A queen triumphant. Cassian panted, not caring that his cock was still out, slick and leaking, only that she was mere inches away and he was going to return this particular favor she'd given him. Nesta rose to her feet, eyes flickering to his cock. Oh, fuck my 
think I'll zoom down. Fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. The heat in her gaze threatened to burn him, and the scent of her arousal wrapped itself around him and dug its claws in deep. Take off your pants, he growled. Hey, babies! For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dive's Akatar, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.